Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. It is day two of my week one fantasy football content. And so it's time to go through my start sits for the tight end position. Yesterday, I did the same kind of video talking about the running backs and wide receivers. And in this specific video, it's gonna be about the tight ends. I'm also gonna be talking about the quarterbacks today. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out after this video. The way I kind of set up this content is I go through all 16 matchups and then label you know, the fantasy relevant tight ends as either sits or starts. That way I get to talk about every single player that you guys have on your team. So this video really can't fit for everyone. And there's going to be timestamps down below. So if you guys kind of just want to jump around to whatever players you guys own, that's totally fine. I do think it would be informative if you watched the whole thing, but whatever you guys want to do, you know, go ahead and do it. And then also, if you guys are watching this and you enjoy the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps support me a lot and I would appreciate it. And then one last thing, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you guys have specific like start sit questions, it doesn't just have to be for tight ends, any trade questions, any of that stuff, just comment down below and I'll respond to every single comment. But let's get right into it. Starting off with the Thursday night football game, the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And on the Cowboys side, I do not feel comfortable starting any of the tight ends on this team. So Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin are both going to be sits. Even though I do think the Cowboys are going to be throwing the ball a lot this game, I just think, you know, the targets are going to be pretty concentrated between their big three at wide receiver with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. And then you're going to have Zeke involved. So, you know, unless one of these tight ends scores a touchdown, I don't see them having a very big impact. For the Buccaneers, I would actually feel confident starting Rob Gronkowski because this Buccaneers kind of tight end room is so stacked. You're really just going to have to pick your matchups because Rob Gronkowski, let's be honest, he's going to have his games, but you just have to pick your spots. And I think this is a solid opportunity to plug him in. I do think the Bucks are going to carve through this Cowboys defense. I think they're going to put up a lot of points and Tom Brady is going to look for Rob Gronkowski in the red zone. So I do think Gronk has a decent chance of scoring a touchdown and getting, you know, maybe five, six targets in this game. And then I'm going to be sitting his other two tight ends in that room, OJ Howard and Cam Brate. You know, I do think they could have their own value in very deep leagues or maybe best ball, but I just don't feel confident throwing them in this week. You know, OJ Howard's a guy who could have some season-long value, but we also kind of just have to see how he's coming back from that Achilles injury before, you know, I would plug him into my lineup. Let's move on to Sunday, where we have the Jaguars taking on the Texans, and this is just going to be sits for me. Not a lot of talent in the tight end room on this team. You've got the Jaguars with Chris Manhurts, you know, obviously he's not going to be a guy you want in your lineup. And then same thing with Jordan Aikens. Really the only weapon I want on this Texans team in my lineup is going to be Brandon Cooks. Everyone else I'm going to be totally avoiding. I mean, I don't even know if I want to be rostering any of the other guys on this team. In this next matchup, we have the Chargers playing against the Washington football team. And I am going to be sitting Jared Cook. You know, I do think there's a path to him having some fantasy relevancy this year but he is on the older end. You know, I definitely think he's not in his prime and this is a new team, a new fit. So I really just want to wait and see what kind of role he's going to have in this offense before I do start him. And then on the other side with Logan Thomas, I would feel confident throwing him into my lineup. He's kind of one of these top options after you have that big six, you know, Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, 
Andrews, Hawkinson, and Pitts. You know, he's one of those guys right after that group. So if he's on your team, you're probably starting him on a week-to-week basis. And so that's not something I would feel too bad about. The next game is going to be the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Indianapolis to play the Colts. And this was kind of a fringe one for me. I ended up going with a start for Gerald Everett. He's definitely a guy where if he's your top option, then you're probably starting him. If you have some of these other guys that you know are kind of more highly ranked, then I probably would go in on them just because we really haven't seen Everett in this offense. I do think you know he has a decent amount of upside this year as a late round guy. He's someone I've definitely targeted in some of my redraft leagues, but we just haven't seen it yet. What gives me some optimism is that he is just a great overall athlete and he does have the opportunity to be the tight end one. Also, the Seahawks only kept four wide receivers on their roster, which tells me that they want to get their tight ends involved and their running backs. So I think Gerald Everett could definitely be a start in deeper leagues this week. On the other side with the Colts, I don't feel confident with Jack Doyle or Mo Cox. I'm basically avoiding all of these Colts wide receivers and tight ends until we kind of see what this offense looks like. You've got Carson Wentz coming in. Really the only guy I'm confident in this week is going to be Jonathan Taylor. So it's going to be a wait and see approach for the rest of that offense. We're about to go on a little bit of a stretch here with some subpar tight end options. And that starts off with the Jets traveling to Carolina. For the Jets, I don't feel confident starting Tyler Croft. You know, they did just trade Chris Herndon. So now Croft kind of steps in as the tight end one on that team. But I think a lot of this production is going to come from the wide receivers. They do have a lot of depth at the wide receiver position. And I really think that's where they're going to be getting kind of their value in this offense. And then for the Panthers, I mean, you had Dan Arnold on the Cardinals last year, probably a better offense. Actually, no, definitely a better offense. And he really still couldn't be fantasy relevant. So I don't see why now he's going to be the guy when now he's probably like the fourth best pass catcher, actually, no, like fifth behind DJ Moore. You've got Robbie Anderson. You have Terrace Marshall. Christian McCaffrey may be the top pass catcher in that back. So he's someone that I'm definitely not interested in starting. And then another matchup with a lot of sits, the Vikings playing against the Bengals. And I did think that Tyler Conklin could have some value since Irv Smith is injured, but then they kind of brought in Chris Herndon. And so that's just not something I want to get into. I feel like these targets are just going to be so concentrated between Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen. All three of those guys are going to have an absurd percentage of the touches. And you know, unless one of these guys truly breaks out in the first few weeks, it's just not something I'm interested in. And then for the Bengals, This is a guy that actually I think could have a little bit of sleeper potential this year. CJ Ozuma, he had a few solid games last season before he got injured, but you know, he doesn't have like a top track record of success in the NFL. So definitely someone that I do not want to start week one. You know, if he can put together some solid games, then there may be something there. And then for the third game in a row with no starts, it's going to be the Cardinals playing against the Titans. For the Cardinals, like I mentioned, Dan Arnold was their starting tight end last year. He is no longer there. So right now, the number one on their depth chart is Max Williams. No interest there. I mean, this offense is going to run through D-Hop. You've got kind of those second tier weapons with AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk. And then you've got two capable running backs in that backfield with Edmonds and James Conner. And then for the Titans, Anthony Ferkster was actually a guy that I was pretty interested in early on in the offseason. You know, once we learned that Corey Davis and Jonu Smith were leaving, also Adam Humphreys, and they had yet to bring in Julio Jones. But then once they brought in Julio, it was like, eh, 
that target share is probably gone. You know, the Titans don't go out and throw the ball a ton of times, you know, on a per game basis. And if you have AJ Brown and Julio just taking up all of those targets, there's just not going to be a lot of opportunity. So right now, I think I have them ranked somewhere as like tight end 20 for week one. So definitely not someone I want in my lineup. But if he starts to play well, you know, he could definitely work himself into that like higher tight end two range. This is an interesting week for tight ends in the sense that a lot of the top tight ends are playing each other. So they're not really dispersed throughout all these games. Like you guys just saw, there was that stretch of three games with just basically unusable tight ends. But now we're into a matchup here between the Niners and the Lions with two of my top four tight ends this year. So George Kittle auto start every single week. And same thing with TJ Hawkinson. He's probably going to be the top target on this team. So just on that volume alone, he is going to be a weekly start as well. Now on to the Steelers playing against the Buffalo Bills. For the Steelers, you know, you've got Eric Ebron, you've got Pat Fryermuth. You know, those are some interesting options for redraft. Ebron, I'm just not seeing the upside there. If one of these guys is going to be someone that you want in your lineup, it's probably going to be Fryermuth but that's got to be later on in the season. He did play well in the preseason, but we just kind of got to see how he integrates into this offense. I'm just not really sure if in year one, he's going to be able to get enough of a target share when you've got Juju, you've got Deontay Johnson, you have Claypool, you have Najee Harris, you even have competition at your own position. So I'm just not seeing it for year one, but I mean, definitely someone who's interesting in dynasty formats. And then for the Bills, you have Dawson Knox there, who is also going to be a sit. Basically, even though the Bills are going to throw the ball a million times a game, it's going to be so concentrated between those wide receivers. That wide receiver room is stacked with Diggs, Beasley, Gabriel Davis, and Emmanuel Sanders. And Dawson Knox, you know, he hasn't really broken out yet, so I don't see why this is going to be the year. Next up, we've got a team with one of the most interesting kind of tight end duos this season, and that's going to be the Eagles, who are traveling to Atlanta to play the Falcons. And I'm actually going to list both of these Eagles tight ends as starts. So Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, you know, all off season, we were hearing that Zach Ertz wasn't going to be on the team. He was either going to be cut or traded. Then he reports to training camp. We're kind of still hearing the same things, but now it looks like he wants to be an Eagle for life. You know, apologies were made between him and the front office. So it looks like he's good to go. And I just think both of these guys can have a role. They're going to be running a lot of two tight end sets especially when the weapons on this team are just subpar, you know, outside of the tight end room. You've got Devonta Smith. And other than that, I don't really trust any of these wide receivers. And people have been way, way down on Zach Ertz this offseason. He's a guy that I've been reiterating in a ton of videos. You should be picking him up as like the last pick in your draft. You know, before you're picking like your defense and your kicker, you should go out and get Zach Ertz because you're just not going to find a tight end going that late who has the upside that Ertz has. And so far, it looks like he has outproduced Goddard in camp and in preseason. But I do think both of these guys are going to be involved and are startable. And then on the other side with the Falcons, Kyle Pitts has just got to be a start. I mean, if you drafted him, it was probably like a fourth, fifth round pick, maybe sixth round at the latest, but he's going to be locked into your lineup. And you really just have to hope that from week one, he is able to put up you know, that kind of mid-tier tight end one production, because that is really what you bought. And then I'm going to be sitting Hayden Hurst. I do think there's a, you know, a pathway for Hayden Hurst to have some value this year, just because Arthur Smith does like to run a lot of two tight end sets, 
We saw that last year with the Titans. He was the offensive coordinator there. He had Johnu Smith and Anthony Ferkser on the field together a lot. So, you know, that definitely is a possibility. But week one, I really got to see him have an impact because I don't know as the tight end two on a team if he's really ever going to be someone you want in your lineup. The next matchup I'm going to talk about is a solid one. It's going to be the Cleveland Browns against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to be sitting Austin Hooper. He kind of just missed out as being like a mid-tier tight end two option for this week that, you know, I could see being a start. I just kind of want to see how this offense is going to operate. You have Odell Beckham back, so that's going to take away from Austin Hooper's target share. And they're just such a run first team that I just don't love investing into these pass catchers. For the Chiefs, I mean, we really don't even need to talk about this. Travis Kelsey is going to be the starter every single week of the season as long as he's healthy. He's probably going to be the tight end one once again. So, you know, you don't need any analysis on that one. On to the Packers playing against the New Orleans Saints. I believe this game is going down in Jacksonville. And on the Packers side, Robert Tanyan is going to be a start for me. You know, going into the season, he was my tight end seven. He was the guy right behind like those top six options. And I know that he was very touchdown dependent last year. I understand it. I 100% know that it's true. But here's the thing. You're not going to find a lot of tight ends going in the later rounds who are going to command a lot of volume. It's just really not going to happen. Those are not the kind of guys you're looking at because, you know, if they did have that potential, they would have already been drafted. They wouldn't be going in the ninth or 10th rounds. So I'd much rather bet on a guy who's going to be on a high-end offense, has proven that he's a solid red zone option in Robert Tanyan. So that's the guy I would want to take a swing on for a late round tight end. And I do think, you know, he could definitely get into the end zone or just command, you know, enough volume to be a start For the Saints, we've got Adam Troutman, and we actually don't know if he's going to be ready for week one, you know, and whether or not he is ready, I'm not going to be starting any of these Saints tight ends. The Saints are just lacking in the weapons department, but I still don't think any of these tight ends are really going to be the answer there. The next game here is going to be the Denver Broncos playing against the New York Giants. On the Broncos side, I'm not someone who's super high on Noah Fant. I'm definitely lower on him than consensus. But he's still a guy, if he's on your team, he's probably going to be your tight end that you're plugging into your lineup on a week-to-week basis. I don't think he has a ton of upside, but he's probably going to finish, you know, somewhere from like a mid to low-end tight end one. That's probably like his range of outcomes this year. And then for the Giants, I'm going to be sitting Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. Right now, at the time that I am recording this, Evan Ingram is reportedly a long shot to play in week one. So, you know, even if he's out, you may think, oh, Kyle Rudolph is now going to be the tight end one on that team. Not something I'm interested in for my fantasy football lineup. I think this Giants offense is going to be pretty poor week one. You're looking at Kenny Galladay, who's injured. You've got Evan Ingram, who's injured. Saquon's going to be limited. So just not a lot to like out of that offense, especially this week. We've got a solid divisional matchup here between the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. On the Dolphins side, I'm going to be starting Mike Kosecki. He may not be someone that I want to start on a week-to-week basis, but week one, you know, this Patriots secondary is pretty solid and you don't have Will Fuller. So I do think Mike Kosecki could see a kind of more improved role for this week. I don't know if it's going to carry throughout the entire season, but this week, you know, he's a fine starter. On the Patriots side, I'm going to be starting Jonu Smith, but I'm not going to be starting Hunter Henry. You know, these two guys are kind of difficult to differentiate from. The only reason why I have Smith as a starter and Henry on the bench is just because I think Jonu Smith 
is kind of less volume dependent. That's not something you normally hear, but I just think Jonu Smith is a better red zone option. And so when we're looking at this Patriots offense, I don't really think anyone knows what to expect. We don't know who are going to be kind of the top target leaders. And so week one, I would rather invest in the guy who I think has a decent shot of getting into the end zone. The Chicago Bears and Los Angeles Rams bring us into our Sunday night football matchup. On the Bears side, you know, I know a lot of people are kind of high on Cole Komet. He's this young kind of new flashy tight end. I just don't feel comfortable starting him yet. And then same thing with Jimmy Graham. I do think there's just kind of too many guys in that tight end room, and I haven't seen enough from Komet to want to plug him into my lineup on week one. On the Rams side, I really like Tyler Higby this week. I think this is a solid matchup for him, and he's going to be the clear tight end one now. No more Gerald Everett upgrade at quarterback with Matthew Stafford. So he's a guy right now that I view as like a mid-tier tight end one option for week one. I mentioned this earlier in the video, how you had like the top tier tight ends all stacked into the same games. And this is kind of the second main example. We had Kittle playing against Hawkinson. Here we have Mark Andrews playing against Darren Waller and the Raiders. Both of these guys locked in starts. With the Ravens, you have Rashad Bateman who's injured. You know, he's going to be out for at least a few more weeks. So he's probably going to be the number one target on this team. And then Darren Waller, he is the number one target on this team. He's their tight end one. He's their wide receiver one. He's their number one target. He's really that entire offense. And so he's a solid start that you're playing in your lineup every single week. Both of these guys are. So you can set it and forget it. Don't need to worry about that. But that is going to be all 16 week one matchups, whether or not I would start or sit every fantasy football relevant tight end. If you guys stayed all the way till the end of the video, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That would really help me out a lot. And then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. What did you guys think of this video? Do you think I got some of these start sits wrong? Let me know down below and give me your reasoning. Also, any start sit questions, you know, doesn't have to be just tight ends. Could be any position, trade questions, waiver wire pickups, all of that stuff. Let me know down below and I'll respond to everyone. Also, I just started a Patreon page. So if you want to get kind of more in depth with the fantasy football stuff this year, I have a $1 tier and a $3 tier. So nothing crazy, but it's going to have my updated weekly rankings, my seasonal rankings for the rest of the season. I'm going to have write-ups on trade targets, trade pieces, you know, guys to sell, waiver wire, all of that stuff. So if you're interested, the link will be down below. You guys can go check it out. But that's all I have for today. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you guys next time.